and welcome to this episode of the Self-Centered Woman Podcast. This is your host, Rachel Hart, and happy to be back with you again today. I was thinking about my relationships and how much work they all take. If you think about your relationship with your significant other, your relationship with your coworkers, your relationship with your children. All of that takes a great amount of work if we want to cultivate a meaningful relationship. And cultivating meaningful relationships is what life is all about. We've heard it said that no man is an island and I really believe that that's true. We moved here in 2008, when the little ones were like zero, two, four, and six, and started school here and just began the day in, day out, seemingly monotony for me of getting up and making lunches and taking the kids to school and bringing them home and going through their backpacks and getting them dinner and getting them baths and doing homework and going to bed and repeat and going to school events and volunteering to help at school events. I remember I used to be the copy copycat at one of the schools where I would go in and make copies that, um, of the papers that all the kids, all the teachers needed for their classes or would go in and cut tons of construction paper in one of my children's classrooms or go help in the front office, always doing those kinds of things to not only stay connected for me, but also for my kids to see that I care enough to come in and make their education as enriched as possible and for their friends to see that their mom cares and loves them and wants to help make their whole experience as enhanced as possible. And I did that mainly because of what my own mother did not do. So I want to say off the bat that if you are not a volunteer at school, then that's okay too, because I have since quit my volunteering for quite some time and actually think I'm about to pick it up. And that's another point in this. We are always in different seasons of our life, right? One of my favorite passages in the Bible is when it talks about there being a time for everything. There's a time to volunteer. There's a time not to volunteer, like when you have two brand new babies. And so it's not my season for volunteering right now. But my 10th grader is getting pretty involved in her performing arts school. And so I'm feeling the pull to go and participate more in that. And I think that if we learn to listen to our own rhythms, rather than what other people tell us that we need to do, that we will automatically sense when we are needed in any capacity. Um, Always 
again, when we talk about sensing things and picking up on things, our intuition of things, it all is going to be strengthened by your self-care practices. Eating well, sleeping well, meditation slash prayer and exercise can never be discounted. This is our foundation. The four seeds of self-care is our foundation to not only be able to cope with the troubles of life, but also to thrive and to affect other people's lives in a positive way. So I'm going to let you know when I knew that I arrived when it comes to being able to connect and build a community. So after years and years and years of the volunteering and the running the kids back and forth and the sports and practices and talking to parents and giving carpool rides and allowing my kids to get a carpool ride and bringing snacks and blah, 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 blah. One Christmas, um, there was an event at the community center. Well, it happens every year. It's the annual Christmas tree lighting. And we were there because my kids were performing. They were in the chorus of their school. So we walk into the community center and I see a whole sea of people up in the bleachers. But I saw somebody in particular that I recognized and they saw me and so I waved. And when I waved, no less than six other hands went up and waved back at me. And that was such a poignant moment for me because I knew that I had cultivated those connections, those relationships. I had truly created a community. But it wasn't easy. It was years of just living, right? So much we think about, oh, when this happens, or when I graduate from the school, or when I get this job, or blah, 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 then I'm going to be happy. But that moment of knowing, it was an amazing moment of knowing that I have cultivated this community, something that I never had as a child that I have been able to give my children this sense of community meant the world to me in that moment. But guess how long it lasted? 60 seconds. And then we carried on and somebody spilled their hot chocolate and forgot their flute or whatever. And it was a big hot mess as usual. So my point is that it's in the everyday It's focusing on the gifts of the everyday and being content with the everyday, being content to know I have done my exercise today, being content to know that I decided to eat an apple today instead of apple pie and having the real belief and wisdom to know that those small acts is what creates the sense of longevity. It what enables you to accomplish your goals. It's what enables you to create that community of meaningful relationships. And so please, this is your friendly bi-weekly reminder that the four seeds of self-care are not going anywhere. 
I want to also focus on my mother because I often talk about what she did not give me. I did not have a community. I did not have an easy childhood. Lots of traumatic events. And I won't even go into details because I am at the point where I do have some compassion for my mother. I have been able after all these years to really identify some things that are true gifts in the way of her being my mother. And one of them is childbirth. If she never took care of me a day in her life, which isn't true, but I was mostly raised by my grandparents and my Aunt Holly. But everyone always told me the story of how much my mother loved to be pregnant and what a good mom she was when I was first born and how she took care of me. And when she was pregnant with me, how well she took care of herself. And even her, since I was little, remember her talking about when I was born and being pregnant with me and just how enjoyable it was. And I never could have imagined the magnitude of that gift Because when I heard about home birth being a thing, I immediately thought, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. I want this natural, real process to unfold like my body is perfectly designed to do. And I did. And I not only did it once, but I did it six times, three times unassisted. And... The point is, is that there was never fear around childbirth. There was never fear around the pain of it. I was more scared of somebody sticking a needle in my back. That didn't seem normal to me. And I have her to thank. And I was able to tell her that on Mother's Day. And I think that through everything, what a gift Because that ended up being my career. And I still think to this day how much it matters. The blueprint that we lay for our children's lives. The narrative that they're going to take with them along their way. What narrative do we want? What stories do we want to tell? What do we want to hand down? to the people that we will leave behind, which is not just our children, but it's their children and their children and their children. It's a legacy of things. And so I invite you to do the work to see if in your trauma you can find the gift And work with the gift more than the story of pain. Also, the other day, 
I had just done a birth and one of my clients sent me a picture of me holding the baby. And I looked at myself and I was staring down at the baby and smiling and caught the corners of my eyes and thought, oh my God, it's happening. I'm actually aging. That was a profound moment. Because, you know, I glance at myself in the mirror every now and then I have the good lighting in the bathroom so I don't have to deal with the circles under my eyes or the (laughs) cellulite on my ass. I know how to look at myself just right so I can pretend like it's not there, but there was no pretending in this picture I could see. And, you know, if you're 20, you're like, oh, yeah, I could have told you that. (laughs) Or if you're 60, you're like, you're tripping. You don't know what old is yet. And I'm sure that that's true. And it's all part of the process. But that reality struck me at that moment. And I remember I'm at birth 599, by the way, one more birth till I will have attended 600 births. And I think back to uh, the midwife who trained me and I started training when I was, geez, 24 years old. And she's like, nobody's going to trust you until you get a few wrinkles. She's 80 now, and she's delivered almost 3,000 babies. And so I was always disheartened because I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. They will trust me. But there is a wisdom. There's a knowing. There's a confidence There's a peace that comes with doing something over and over and over and over again that can only come with that time and that can only come with that age. And that's important. And so as I looked at that picture, I thought, wow, This person really trusted me. This was a 10-pound baby shoulder dystocia. And that means the shoulders were stuck and I had to go in and free the shoulder and get the baby out and do a little resuscitating. And they're wonderfully perfect. Home, nestled in bed, nursing, and bonding with one another. But the ability to react like that without fear, with true direction, took some time. So time is to be honored and time is to have patience with as we're going through. And age is to be appreciated. There's a time and place for everything. 
And as lots of my listeners are transitioning into that time to age and to find who they are, not the person who volunteers 20 hours a week at their kid's school, but the person that's done all that and now wondering what they're going to do with their lives. It's okay. I think it's normal. The first thing you need to do is take care of yourself. The first thing you need to do is watch what you're eating. Spend some time being still. Spend some time being active. The other thing that my mom sent me the other day, she, again, if you've heard the other podcast, found Facebook. And so I have the privilege of getting 5,000 memes in my messenger inbox all day long. <clears throat> but some of, some of them are good. She has a dark sense of humor, which I appreciate. And then she sent me something pretty sentimental, and that was from the Velveteen Rabbit. And I hadn't thought of the Velveteen Rabbit in so long. And I had just been going through, you know, looking at, oh, these breasts who have nursed six babies. Oh, my God. This bottom that has pushed six of them out. Oh, my God. I remember I was at book club once and somebody was like, Oh my God, how have you had six kids and you look like that? You just look wonderful. And another girl in book club, she's like, huh, don't be fooled, honey. She's like, if it looks good on the outside, you can be sure it's jacked up somewhere in the inside. And I was like, I cannot believe that you just said that, first of all. Second of all, she's right because... um. Nursing six babies takes a toll, and I'll just leave it at that. I've always thought about if I would ever get plastic surgery, which I won't because I don't believe in it. I believe in being real. And I also believe that you can do whatever you want to do. And if that's what you need to do to feel 100% with yourself, that's what you have to do. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I wouldn't do it. I come from Las Vegas and probably 80% of my graduating class has a boob job because we live in the land of strippers and showgirls. And to have imperfections is really not allowed. To have imperfections at 15 isn't even allowed anymore. It's awful. And so I boycott that. And I'm going to let my breasts look fall how they may, lol, which is barely because whatever. 
I think about what I really want to say. And then I know that my son's friend listens to my podcast and I appreciate it. But now it's like colored in my mind. Oh, great. Jacob's going to hear this. Well, Jacob, you know what? This is real. And one of these days you're going to have a wife that nurses six babies and you're going to have to deal with it. So Ah, back to my mother and the velveteen rabbit, because this is the beauty of that aging process. And that says, it doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't often happen to people who break easily or have sharp edges or who have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off, and your eyes drop out, and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all, because once you are real, you can't be ugly, except to people who don't understand. I just love that message. Because when you are real, you can't be ugly. Except to people who don't understand. I always think of that quote, those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. So if you are on the path of becoming real, that's the path of becoming self-centered. You know yourself more. You use your voice with others better. You connect with your children through authentic conversations. You communicate your needs with your significant other when you start to become real with yourself by real self-care, by adopting the belief that you cannot show up for anyone, including yourself, if you don't do the foundational work the day by day. Consider yourself a volunteer for your inner self, for your authentic self. Every time you make a choice to eat better, to get your rest, to sit still in meditation and prayer, and to move your body intentionally, because it deserves it. Every cell in your body deserves the oxygenation, deserves the health. the more authentic you become. So that the more wrinkles, (laughs) the saggier, nobody notices because the light in your eyes blinds the imperfections. The light in your eyes shines as a lamp and an example for what real 
beauty looks like, for what real is. Let's do that for others. Let's be that for ourselves and for our longevity. Be self-centered. <laughs>